Though there were men before me That held you in their arms With a love so hot and getting hotter It's setting up fire alarms Though there were girls before you Hello and welcome to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast series. I'm your host, Kenna Barima. That was just a little taste of a track from Bahamas, a great artist from Barrie, Ontario, who we are proud to be presenting at the Marquee Room on Saturday, December 4th, with guest Doug Paisley. You'll be hearing more from him later in the show. We also have our usual submission of the week, and I'm pretty pretty excited about this uh, submission in particular. Uh, We also have an update on Festival Hall construction from Executive Director of the Building Project, John Lovink, and of course, what I learned on Twitter with Johanna Schwartz. So let's get started. I will now introduce to you our resident at Calgary Folk Fest Twitterer, Johanna Schwartz, with our regular segment, What I Learned on Twitter. Hello, Johanna. Hi, Kenna. So, what's up? What have you learned on Twitter? Well, last time we spoke, we were deep in the uh, mayoral race, and I was bemoaning the fact that my Twitter feed was plugged up with politics. Yes, you were. Happy to say that now it's back to normal. Excellent. Um, People just talking about all kinds of things on the tops of their brains. I've got 10 good ones for you this week. Okay, cool. We're going to start with an account that came to my uh, attention. They haven't really started using Twitter yet, but I was so intrigued, I thought we needed to talk about this. This is called, um, their Twitter feed is at Folkmo, F-O-L-K-M-O, and imagine that that is a play on the words of Cosmo. Oh, okay. And this is a website developed (laughs) for the folk girl Okay. uh, with topics like sex and love, celebs and styles, and secrets and advice. Are there any, is there any folk music involved in this? It's about how to, uh, how to find yourself a folk man. Oh, really? Yeah. Stories oh. about um, porta potty escapades. Oh, nice. Um, and just everything, you know, a folk, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah. Definitely, but playing on the Cosmo dating tips and celebrity styles. Oh. They had a contest on the 50 um, or the top five. Uh, damn, what's the word I'm losing? Silver foxes. Silver foxes. Or silver foxes. The hot men of folk. So, like the Chris Christophers, the, the Chris Christophersons, the James Ke- James Keelahans, exactly. and the oh, okay, cool. You know, Chris Christopherson didn't make their top five. They're very discerning. Anyway, yeah. check it out. That one was interesting. Cool. At Folkmo, can't wait to hear what they've got to say. Just thought it was appropriate to our work. Absolutely. Mike Morrison, uh, Mike's bloggity. Mm-hmm. He's a uh, a very prolific Twitterer. Yep. And he had to go to a formal occasion, and uh, he sent out a thing saying, he just discovered that people think it's weird that he goes to the store to get them to tie his ties. Really? And I didn't know that you could do that either. Yeah, oh, yeah. Apparently you can just go to Harry Rosen or Mac, you know, Holt Renfrew, and they'll tie your tie for you. Oh, that is right. handy for yeah. the guys that don't have a... I, I don't know how to tie a tie. No. So, uh. I think that kind of brings back the old haberdashery sort of oh, theme of nice. things. Uh, Man About Cowtown, Tony Sharon from Avenue mm-hmm. Magazine, was actually in a dialogue with Mike Morrison, and they were talking <laughs> about you know, concert etiquette. Okay. And he brought up that he thinks that taking photos or videos the whole time throughout a show is something that we should stop, and that we should all be like the press and limit photos to the first three songs. 
I think I have to agree on that. Mm -hmm. The idea I'm distracted by flashy, flashy, and people's cell phones in my face and the entire time of the show. So absolutely, I think I agree. Yeah, Chris Vale music, excellent at Chris Vale music. Chris Vale, a local musician, has a uh, cat who has a paw injury. So he's now in a cone. A cat cone. Oh, my God. And uh, Chris sent Twittered that his cat's cone is quite a handy puke collector. And I want to just say to that, pics or it didn't happen. I want to see the proof of that. No doubt. When we were talking about the mayoral race, of course, uh, our now mayor, Nahed Nenshi, mm-hmm. used Twitter quite a bit and is an avid Twitterer. Yep. So he sent out a message that he was walking through the Epcor Center the other day and came across a note. Uh, and he says, we're working on it. And he had a photo attached. And it's a picture of um, an installation in the Epcor Center mm-hmm. with a sign that says, you know, make, bring back Comrade Sound. Oh, yeah, cool. So interesting that he's, he knows he knows about that and that issue, of course, about independent music and venues, alternative venues. In I the think, town. didn't he also put out on Twitter just as well, uh, asking the Twitter universe what car he should buy or something? Yes, yes. Or what bus he should take. Or what <laughs> bus he should take. Staying connected yep. to those I voters. I like it. That's cool. So there's an a organization called Leaf Canada. Their Twitter is Leaf underscore Canada, L-E-A-F. Okay. And they are a uh, national organization dedicated to um, environmental awareness in the food service industry. Ah. In the food service. So they had just a couple shout outs to some local restaurants. Going for dinner this weekend, how about visiting a Leaf certified restaurant and reduce your fork print? Oh, and cool. And they mentioned three. One is Cowbell in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the other two were River Cafe and mm-hmm. Boxwood, both here in Calgary. I'm here. Hearing wonderful things about Boxwood, I'd like to go. I hear it's uh, quite reasonable, as uh, reasonably priced at least. Nice. Uh, Polaris Prize, mm-hmm. the at Polaris Prize. You know, we just recently had the Grammy lineup announced, the Grammy and nominees. Uh-huh. So Polaris says to compare, Grammys have 109 categories. We have none. And his favorite category is category number 46, best improvised jazz solo. And he wants to know, how can they tell what <laughs> the best improvised <laughs> jazz solo would be? Yeah, they have n- they, you can't really you know, put it up to something and compare. Interesting. Cool. And one of the things I love about Twitter, people use it to uh, create new words. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my own biggest fan is a local yeah. uh, Twitterer. Yeah. Says, when a group of people all have the same glee in someone else's misfortune, Sheridan Freud. Oh, nice. Sheridan Freud. Sheridan Freud. Uh, speaking of wordsmiths, mm-hmm. another local uh, fellow worth following is Christian Bach. Oh. At Christian Bach, whose last name is spelled B-O-K. Uh, well, I think he pronounces it book. My, okay. my bad. Christian book. Okay. He has a long series of tweets. He, he d- really combs the internet for people who are working on the edges of technology uh-huh. and poetry and art. Oh, cool. And uh, one of them that I thought was fun was they, uh, he has a, there's a Twitter feed called Twinigan's Wake, which is like Finnegan's Wake, but yeah. Twinigan's Wake. Yeah. And they use an iPhone to cr- autocorrect the text of Finnegan's Wake by James <gasps> Joyce. So they just let the iPhone autocorrect it as they type it, and then that is what they post as excerpts oh, from the book. So that geez. one is a fun one for nerds to read. No doubt. And finally, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of uh, people we follow on Twitter who aren't necessarily, you know, musicians or arts organizations or restaurants or things, just the people who follow us mm-hmm. in our, our community. And there's a girl um, named at Jenny Lee, J-E-N-N-I-L-E-E-E. Uh-huh. Okay, three E's. And she says that the Agnostic Mountain Gospel Choir makes her want to go live in the mountains with a dude and a banjo. And I have to <laughs> relate. When I first heard them, <laughs> I just all of a sudden had these, you know, 
ideas of there's a porch <laughs> and there's some dogs and some children running around. Yeah. And definitely. And somebody from the agnostics or akin band sitting there plucking away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Nice. Well, uh, that's cool. You've, you've obviously learned a lot on Twitter this week. I learned a lot on Twitter this week. Nice. And the Agnostic, Agnostic Mountain Gospel Choir reminds me of Bob Keelahan, mm-hmm. who's one of our members of, of uh, that show, uh, that band. Mm-hmm. And that reminded me of something that we're doing that he's involved in that's coming up. Absolutely. Uh, the Indie Rock Xmas happening December 12th. That's Sunday at the... Uh, Arata Center. Now that is the uh, Arata Opera Center downtown. It's the Calgary Opera Building. It's a beautiful converted church, and the Folk Festival is presenting a concert uh, there, with featuring twelve local indie musicians performing uh, various holiday-friendly music. Um, who do we have here? Clinton St. John, Danny Vacon, Wood Pigeon, Bob Keelahan, you mentioned, Lori Matheson, Jay Crocker, Savick, The Doer and the Doddler, Raleigh, Samantha Savage-Smith, Reuben Bullock, and Aaron Booth. And I think that makes it 12, mm-hmm. uh, if my math is correct, and it usually isn't. The Xmas House Band uh, is featuring Ryan Bourne, Colin Mitchell, Steve Fletcher, and Eric Hamlin uh, for holiday songs, as you have, have put before uh, in conversation, both classic and spastic. So uh, we got lots of stuff. There's like seed cider and mulled wine. Um, We're going to have the world's smallest record fair. We'll be taking um, um, people, if you want to have any uh, LPs and new vinyl that they want to donate, you can bring it in and trade it in and buy some new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Looking forward to having the ornament station that local library is going to be running. Mm -hmm. So as a parent myself, I think I'm really excited about doing an event like this because there's an awful lot of really boring corporate commercial driven things to do with your kids but yeah. not a lot of stuff that I would actually also enjoy being at at the same time. Of course. Time. So yeah, rather yeah. than waiting in that big old line at the mall for Santa, I'm bringing my kids to Indie Rock Christmas, their Xmas. They're going to hang out with Santa, they're going to make some Christmas tree ornaments, they're yeah. going to listen to some songs and sing along and uh, and we'll still be home in time to tuck them into bed. And if you don't have children, you can still come. There's been lots of adult-oriented fun to be had as well. Exactly. Uh, the special uh, visit by Santa is going to be particularly exciting. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's the celebrity Santa. Celebrity Santa. Um, not maybe the usual Santa you'd expect, but we'll leave it at that. You can get tickets for the event um, through Sloth Records downtown or through the Calgary Folk Music Festival office. Uh, and go online to our website, calgaryfolkfest.com. Um and uh, yeah, check check our website. Join the Facebook group, uh, or is it a Facebook event page we set up? We have both. Yeah, you can get it through our Calgary Folk cool. Fest Facebook page, and it's an event that's floating around on Facebook as well. And I'm sure as the date gets closer, we'll be tweeting up yes, a storm uh, with all the various musicians who have come on board. It's gonna be tons of fun. So, uh, so yeah, thanks, Johanna. Here's a track from one of our Indie Xmas stars, Samantha Savage-Smith, with a track off her soon-to-be-released forthcoming album, Nobody Will Love Me But My Own Kind, with a track called The Score, here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. It beats, it beats, it beats, it beats, your heart beats. Till you beat it, Sam, and it's breathless and bloody down the floor. Your shade, your shade, your shade, your shade Red is something to be said But I'd rather be dead than to cry in bed with you once more 
Samantha Savage-Smith with the score from her new album, Not Yet in Stores, Nobody Will Love Me But My Own. Time now for the segment, Update on Festival Hall. Construction of the Calgary Folk Music Festival Hall is well underway. We're excited to have a new home for offices, volunteer meetings, and small concerts, and we're particularly thrilled to be a part of Inglewood as a a music central. Um, Our move-in date is scheduled, I think, now for April? Yeah, I think that's about right, like April. 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 It's a construction project, let's keep this in mind. (laughs) All right, 2011. (laughs) Uh, And here to give us a, a quick update on Festival Halls, Executive Director of our Festival Hall Building Project, John Loving. John, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm excited to hear I'm scared to be here with you. What do you mean? Actually talking in front of a microphone with Kenna. That's isn't, isn't this this is isn't this like old hat for you? Oh uh, no, not with you, Kenna. Oh well. I guess this is Actually, your I'm f- honored. This is, well, thank you for coming. This is like this is your first and hopefully first of many uh, uh, little uh, features on our podcast series. And I thought it would be important to start giving updates as uh, as to what is happening, how things are going, maybe answer a few questions, demystify uh, the whole concept of Festival Hall a little bit for our, our audience members and, and podcast subscribers and listeners. So let's start with where are we at well, in the can construction? I, can I get my construction boots I on? I see that. <laughs> if it was TV. Yeah, it was TV. People could see construction boots on John. Um, <laughs> it was cool today. I walked yeah. into the building and could actually walk up the stairs into the office I portion of the building. I know you mentioned that. Well... That's you know really what? Exciting. Now you really get to see what it what it's going to feel like a little bit, yeah. right? And and there's you know some of the roof structures going on now, so the okay. steel for the roof, um, and so you really get a sense of being there and being in that space and what it, what it feels like. And the other thing that was really cool was being able to look out where the windows are, yeah. like on the second floor where you guys are going to be working, right? You can see Inglewood, and you know the view from that window is like it's unique. In oh, Calgary, cool. it is, right? Because how many other places are there like Inglewood in Calgary where you look out, you know, you see this Blumbles over there and then the Ironwood yeah. and then like it just has this completely yeah. cool feel to it. So that was really exciting. So where are we at? We are at... Um, there's walls. There's, there's walls. Floors. So people should know there's two parts of this building, right? There's the hall, like yeah. you walk in through the mezzanine and then you walk through that mezzanine into this hall that's going to see maybe... Uh, 170, 200 people somewhere in there, okay. right? Um, and then um, there, you also can walk upstairs and there's, or take an elevator upstairs. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's where the office space is, where you guys are going to work. It's so sort, of, sort of a floor and mm-hmm. a half of space. And uh, those walls are starting to go up. In fact, those walls are all up now, as are the walls of the hall. And now begins the process of starting to put a roof on mm-hmm. um maybe some of the framing for the office spaces and for the hall and uh and primarily we're working on the mezzanine for for i think the framing right now but the roof structure is is also important that, that that's being added right now so where we're at is moving all those pieces forward so we can close it and put a roof on heat it up and start to do the interior work right yeah so the basement's pretty much done, except for, uh, of course, the drywalling and everything. you like got to build it from the ground up. That's the reality <laughs> that, of yeah. building and we, a building. We should have learned all about the ground up. Actually, the hole in the ground, it was like um, you know, a river flowing underneath there. Like, Remember that? Like That held us up by about, uh, uh, I, I'd say a month and a half. Easy. Easily. Well, yeah. I know that uh, just uh, my neighbors had some serious landscaping done, and yeah. they were trying to lay concrete for uh, a month and a half. I think they were eight weeks behind schedule now. Well, and that's just a front landscaping project, not like a yeah. million-dollar building. Yeah, you dig down like 20, 20 feet or so, and all of a sudden, geez, just below us, there's a river, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, filling up, the, the hole is filling up fast. We're gonna oh, just, it's 
swimming pool anyway, we're going to have. You know, we got a great construction manager. Carson Builders are doing a fantastic job. And, cool. and the whole um, engineering of this was brilliant. Like, Excellent. Uh, they solved all the problems, managed it. Uh, our city funders, uh, the, the, the provincial funders, the, the, the federal funders of this, and uh, they've all terrific kind of in the delays, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, helping along and supporting us, so, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the position that you have uh, with, with the festival also means that you kind of act as the spokesperson or at least the conduit uh, of information from festival to the, our community uh -huh. audience at large. Uh -huh. What have you found in your travels and dealings with, with uh, our communities? What are some of the funniest or most interesting myths okay. or, or questions that people have? Let's just have? talk about the big one. Yeah, let's talk about the, the build the, the big one, right? <laughs> uh, the Calgary Folk Music Festival is not moving to Inglewood. No, uh, isn't that so <laughs> odd that that's the number of times I've gotten that question as yeah, well? Yeah, no. we are staying on Princess Island. Yeah. That festival continues on there yeah. in the summer. In July, we will stay there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, actually nobody's ever said to me, you know, also you're moving to Inglewood, but I keep hearing it back from others. So it must be kind of a rumor out there. Yeah. When people think about it, yeah, well, we probably couldn't get 10,000 people a day. No. So when they really think about it, I get, oh, yeah, I get that, right? But so the key message is, like, the festival hall is a place where what the festival does so well mm -hmm. in that one weekend a year, it can continue to do in a much smaller form yeah. in that hall. Yeah. And then also a permanent space for the staff. staff and particularly the volunteers talia potter yeah. of all of our volunteer coordinator yeah. uh deals daily with the challenges of uh, of our space i mean this is a loft uh sort of sp office space that we're in now but we have 1600 volunteers all of which need to be you know that come through our doors and walk up those stairs into our office space and it's not necessarily function functional for 1600 volunteers and, no. and this festival hall that we're building i think will be a really nice home for, for those volunteers. Yeah, and, 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 and keep in mind, like, so part of what the hall is there for is to manage that, and so part of what the hall itself, like the performance part of the hall, that'll probably be pretty much used up in sort of space for volunteer meetings throughout June and July. Yeah, right? like when it's so festival season, it's uh, it's festival business. It's festival business in that place, right? Because yeah. it's not that big, really. Yeah. And yeah, it's 10,000 square feet, kind of, the whole yeah. building together, including yeah. the hall. So. Yeah, hall sometimes insinuates this very That's grand, huge building. But it does. It's, and it's still grand yeah. and, and huge in vision, I think, but mm. not necessarily in space. You can get a lot done in a little space. Well, I don't know. It, like, like, yeah, so the, you know, the, 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 the office staff space is what it is. Now, what about the hall? Like... I think we've tried to call it kind of an incubator space, mm -hmm. but, but, but that's kind of weird language too because mm -hmm. it's also going to be a place where really accomplished people will play, you yeah. know, so it's not just an incubator space. And it's also supposed to be a place for intimate concerts, yeah. but is 200 people attending an intimate concert? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It all depends. I guess 75 might be intimate, some people say, and maybe 200 is intimate. So really, again, Space is relative, but it is a small space, and Festival Hall does make it sound like, you know, it's another Jack Singer. Yeah, no. No. You know, uh, think about 200, 175 people in, in that space. Maybe a few more if yeah. they're all standing up, you know, and it's a mosh or something. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Get, yeah. Get a punk band in there. Yeah, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Close all the doors so the neighbors don't get uptight. <laughs> so what's uh, so what's the next steps for Festival Hall in terms of construction? You were talking about where we're at. Mm. What, what's, uh, what's sort of next on the horizon? Well, I mean... Barring, you know, the, the cool thing that's, <laughs> barring everything, the cool thing, I think that's sort of the, um, the, 
the really symbolic thing for the hall will be putting on the roof trusses on the actual hall, which, yeah. which were you know have been built of recycled wood, Douglas fir, have been assembled with great care and rigor. Um, but they'll be you'll see them on the inside of the hall, so they'll be kind of the iconic part of the hall, and they will actually go on in the next month, oh, like cool. onto the roof structure of the hall, and that in itself will then start to kind of define, the, I guess, what some people call the architectural feel yeah, of the yeah, space. Yeah, and that'll be pretty cool. We've seen those in the drawings from the architects, and we've been thinking about. And in fact, they're they're kind of part of our logo for the hall right yeah. now. They'll go on, and then you'll really get a feel. Maybe start to get a feel of what the hall looks like. So I think that's what the I'm roof. really excited about the the the, the, the roof trusses on the actual hall part of the building. And mm -hmm. I think that'll be really cool, and that should be done. We're hoping by the end of December. Again, weather yeah, you, know, you, you know. know it could be early early January, but sometime sometime hopefully by the end by the beginning of the new year cool exciting stuff rock on can i can i expand on just one little part oh, you got yeah, time before it's i say goodbye just yes, before please. i say goodbye we are the other part of the building that's pretty cool is okay. we've set aside some money partially because the city asks us to tells us to mm -hmm. for public art in that space right? right yeah please do mention right so there is an opportunity um and we'll be putting out a, a call for for public art submissions mm -hmm. uh in the middle of january again and and these will be have to be integrated at the construction of the hall and so on. But that's also a really cool opportunity to kind of define the nature that space and also to involve the artistic community, uh, and in particular people who are familiar with developing public arts. I, I just want an opportunity just to get yeah. in that. If people listening are in that realm, then yeah. you know keep an eye keep a keep an eye on our website uh, for for that stuff. Yeah, there's tons of information on the website. There's a, a fact sheet. Uh, we do a little leak of the week where there's pictures and you just sort of describe. Uh, like what you talked about with the river uh, yeah. flowing through the, the hole yeah. as well as um, the public art uh, segment as well so yeah. tons of information on the website um, if people have any questions they can uh, go to the website and and contact and uh, call the office and and, and I think in the, in the next month or a month and a half or so we'll start to see actually a lot more presence about the hall on our website nice mm -hmm. exciting stuff well thanks John thank you we'll have we'll have you next time to talk more construction Okay. Because at that point, that's all we're really talking about, hey? Oh, there might be other things. Who knows? Oh. Exciting. <laughs> Until next time. Until then. Though there were men before me That held you in their arms With a love so hot and getting hotter It's setting up fire alarms Though there were girls before Could know that 
playing at the Marquee Room on December 4th. So for information on the Bahamas show or the rest of our concert series, check out our website at calgaryfolkfest.com. It's time now for Submission of the Week. Any views or opinions presented in this segment are solely those of the author and do not necessarily represent those of the Calgary Folk Music Festival. This segment does not in any way represent a successful applicant for the festival performance. Rather, this segment is solely for the purpose of sharing music and entertainment. So don't get your hopes up, weirdos. Here at the Calgary Folk Fest, we receive hundreds, if not thousands, of submissions to play our festival each year. It's my job as artistic associate to go through all the submissions that are sent to our artistic director and respond respectfully with a thanks. We try very hard to listen to them all, and as you can imagine, we come across some gems, some jewels, and some downright bizarre and strange submissions. We aim to program a very high-quality and diverse music festival, and hence our artistic director begins each year with a priority list that far exceeds the number of artists we can realistically program for the festival. We also have the problem that we keep on discovering even more wonderful music by keeping our ears and eyes open. Our challenge and privilege is narrowing down a huge amount of music to roughly 67 spots. This week's winner comes to us by way of email submission from Salt Spring Island's own Una Makut. Her email unfolds as follows. Like Lorena McKinnett eating chocolate cream pie. Soothing, grooving, eco-celt, organic and emotive, pure and wise. African overtones enfold. A golden voice and a Celtic harp rises to a new dimension. For those who think harp, heavenly vocals and an international cast of backup musicians without a guitar in sight add up to an act that appeals to a strictly new age audience, think again. This year, our soothing, grooving eco-celt has been garnering rave reviews from unexpected sources. Una Makut creates magical music and enchanted stories on her Celtic harp. A singer-songwriter and performer extraordinaire, Una is also a gifted voice and harp teacher, sound healer, and the creator of the Vancouver Island British Columbia Unique Fairy Camp. Here's Una from her album Honey and Holy Water with Woodstock, here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. walking along the road and I asked him where are you going this he told me he said I'm going down to Yaska's farm I'm gonna join in a rock and roll band I'm gonna get back to Yeah, I 
Woodstock from her album Honey and Water, our submission of the week. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I've been your host, Kenna Barima. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or would just like to say hi, email me at Kenna, that's K-E-N-N-A, at calgaryfolkfest.com. Bahamas is going to take us out one last time with the track You're Bored and I'm Old off of Pink Strat. Thanks for listening. You are bored and I'm old And there's something that's just not there But neither one of us could care less Or even love more He lays down beside her And she gets up to go Darling, please forgive me Love I never learned to show Yes, I do want a ring Cause the years keep pushing on And all my other friends have gone And now it's my turn He lays down beside her it's up to you Now you're sleeping alone Do I hear wedding
that their love dies.